Hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Hormonal Mama podcast. Today on the show, I am talking with Belinda McCall, owner, founder, and editor-in-chief of Woman Be Well magazine and website. We are having such an awesome conversation today. We're talking a lot about PCOS, which Belinda herself deals with, her experience with healing her own PCOS, and what she can do for you through Woman Be Well. We are also talking about some fun and interesting things like soul hugs, dragonflies and our unexpected mutual love and admiration for them. And we're also talking a little bit about Kung Fu Panda. So sit back and relax, tune in. This is one you will not want to miss. Hi, Belinda. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here today. We have so many things to talk about. So here we are. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. We have so much to talk about. We really do. (laughs) It's hard to know where to start because there's so many exciting things. Um, I know that we're going to spend a good amount of time today talking about PCOS because that's an important topic. Um, Before we get to that, though, I really want to hear about womanbewell.com and Woman Be Well magazine, I would love if you could just tell me a little bit about these two things that you obviously work so hard on that I think are so incredible. So tell me about both of these in whichever order you'd like. Okay. Well, thank you so much (laughs) for that wonderful introduction to Woman Be Well. So uh, Woman Be Well is a website and a magazine, like you mentioned, Um, but it's really comprised of three components. So the website started out as a blog. That's really how the whole thing started out as, was womanbewell.com is my women's wellness blog, where I'm just going to talk about a lot of foundational things for Mm -hmm. health, um, nutrition, mindset, and movement, and gut health, because I'm a gut health geek. So that's how it started, right? It just started out as a blog. Um, and the more I wrote, the more I thought to myself, I want to, I want to present this information in a different way other than a blog. And I actually have a background in graphic design and web design. So I do all of my stuff. I create all of my stuff. And, but one day I was looking at just some other websites for some inspiration, some other wellness sites and I saw that a lot of them had magazines too. And I said to myself, okay, maybe in like two years, Mm -hmm. I can start a magazine and that would be so cool. And then I went to sleep that night and I woke up in the morning and I said, what am I waiting for? I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And I literally was like, I can design the whole thing myself. I can write any article that I want. Um, What am I waiting for? And so I published the first magazine in January. It's a fully digital magazine. Um, It's clickable, which I love because there's so much information in there. And I feel like when I'm reading a paper magazine, I like, I want to click on something so I can learn more, but I can't, right? I got to like take my phone out and Google it or whatever. So what I love about Woman Be Well magazine is that it's digital, it's clickable. So you can click and learn more 
instantly, but please come back to the magazine because I want you to keep reading it. Yes. Um, so yeah. So, so that's how the magazine started. And then <laughs> the third and part. Yeah. And then, because I guess I'm a bit of an overachiever. Um, I was like, <laughs> big time. For, for those of you that can't see what she's doing right now, she just pointed at herself like a whole lot. <laughs> I get um, it. I, so in addition to the blog and the magazine, I was like, I still have more to share and I still have more to do. And so then I created the transformative um, wellness courses, my online course platform um, that is also part of womanbewell.com. And so there I have various courses, again, that are talking about just foundational stuff, nutrition, mindset, movement, gut health, right? And I don't have specific plans. Um, I, I don't have anything like that. Um, what I wanted to create with Woman Be Well was a knowledge toolbox mm -hmm. for women because something that works for me might not work for you and that's okay. But if we have access to the, to a very broad toolbox, we can test the things out and find out what works for each of us. Yes. Right. And so that's why our slogan is wellness looks different for every woman because it truly does. And so that's what women be well is about, but I got to tell you, I love it totally that. It has morphed into this amazing community of women supporting other women, especially because of that magazine, because after that first issue, which I totally designed myself <laughs> and I totally wrote every single article in there so after cool. I published it, I had other women in the wellness space reaching out to me saying, Hey, how can I publish something in your magazine? And I said, send me a pitch and let's get it done. So now it's crazy because tomorrow actually is the, it's going to be the release of the PCOS issue Ooh. of woman be well magazine, which is huge. It is the biggest one that I have put together so far. It's 105 pages, wow. which is huge contributing 10 women, uh, sorry, 12 women wow. were contributing. Yeah. They contributed to the magazine. It's that's incredible. It's totally morphed into this amazing community that I'm so in love with, and it's, it's so much greater than I even imagined when I first thought I'm just going to put a blog together and that'll be cool. I mean, right. I couldn't have even imagined how, how woman be well was going to evolve. So, so that's what it is. It's this huge community. It's your wellness toolbox. It's, it's just a great place to be. That is incredible. <laughs> Seriously. You know, as, as a fellow entrepreneur who herself is extremely ambitious and really takes on a lot of things and like you is full of ideas all the time. I just have to say how I keep using the word incredible, but that is incredible. It is Thank so you. important to give women resources, right? And like you said, it looks different. Wellness for women looks different for everyone. We're all unique, you know, and it's just, I got excited when you said that, because that's something that I always say to people, like we're all individuals, mm -hmm. we're all human. So we all have the same needs, but the way we get those needs and our specific needs and all, all of the pieces to the puzzle are so very different from person to person. And I think that is so beautiful that that is your slogan, you know, that, that, because it, it just speaks so loud to me. I don't think that's the right terminology that I'm trying to say here, but that, that's just something really awesome that speaks to me. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. 
resonates with you resonates thank you finding the words for me that are lost (laughs) in my head somewhere um and and that just I think that's so fantastic and you know it's, it's exciting to hear you know a fellow woman working so hard coming up with this idea and being like all right this sounds fun I'm gonna do this and then constantly feeling like I have more to give I'm going to give more. I'm going to do more. I want to keep providing these awesome things. And I'm so excited about this PCOS issue because 105 pages, that's a lot. And having (laughs) all of these women contribute, oh my gosh, I'm excited for you. That's so great. And it brings me to our next topic that I wanted to ask you about, which is PCOS. You know, you yourself have PCOS and you've been dealing with this for a number of years. And I know that as someone, I mean, I personally don't have PCOS, so I don't have that personal experience, but I work with a lot of women with PCOS. I know a lot of women with PCOS and it's complicated and it's frustrating. I think frustrating is probably the best word for, you know, PCOS just in general, the symptoms, all the things that you deal with. So I would really love to hear a little bit about your experience with PCOS, how, you know, a lot of women are diagnosed when they're older, you know, not, not when they're, you know, teenagers, for example, and it, it can be a frustrating road to get to that diagnosis. So tell me a little bit about your experience getting diagnosed. And once you did get diagnosed, kind of your experience knowing this is what's going on with my body. Hmm. So it's, it's really interesting that you just said that a lot of us don't get diagnosed when we are teenagers. Um, Cause I did not. Right. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing about me. I experienced symptoms of PCOS as young as 15. Wow. Yeah. I had tons of symptoms um, but it was always take birth control, lose weight. You'll feel better. Yep. Take a painkiller for your painful, you know, cramps and, you know, take this pill, take that pill, blah, 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 blah. And right. don't worry about it. Like I literally heard these words, words from my doctor. Don't worry about it just yet. It's not that important just yet. So yeah, oh, it's disappointing Face to palm, hear, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. big Face time. Palm. Wow. So, I mean, I, so I started having symptoms as early as 15. And then once I, um, I, I met my, the man who was going to become my husband <laughs> because I had, I knew, I knew that I was going to marry this guy like so early on in our relationship. I can relate to that. Yeah. It was, and it, it's amazing, right? Because yes. I'm very mystical in ways. And so I had various signs pointing me in the direction of him. And when I saw my signs, I said, okay, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. But so what I bring that up because when, when I knew that I was going to marry this guy and I know that we discussed, do we want to? have kids <laughs> eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, then I, I went to my doctor and I said, listen, I know that there's something wrong. I have always felt in my gut, quote unquote, <laughs> that there's something wrong, mm-hmm. right? That there's something going on and I don't know what it is. And that was when I was like 27. 
Okay. I believe I had that conversation and the answer was the same. Don't worry about it just yet. Just keep on taking the pill. Keep on doing what you're doing. You know, if, if things are manageable, just keep on doing it. We'll worry about it later. Okay. What so, a terrible answer to get. Yeah. It really sucked. It, I can imagine. <laughs> I, I mean, like, what, I mean, like, make me feel better. No, yeah. who said, mm. I mean, that, that, that's a whole conversation I could have with you for like a week about my frustration yeah. with the medical field. Yes, absolutely. I'm sure. Mm. So, so yeah, so that was when I was 27. Right. And then let's fast forward a few years later and, you know, me and my husband were trying to have a family and we're unsuccessful yep. <laughs> and surprise. My doctor was like, then started asking me questions. Do you have this symptom? Do you have that symptom? Blah, 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 blah. And I said, yes, 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 yes. And she said, I think you have PCOS. And I was like, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could you and tell me said, more? <laughs> yeah. She said, it's the number one cause for infertility among women. And I said, okay, what do I do about it? She said, diet and exercise, lose some weight, take the pill to help you manage your symptoms. And I said, Mm. okay, I feel like I've been dieting and exercising my whole life Mm -hmm. because I dealt with body image issues. I dealt with disordered eating um, for many, many years. And so I was like, I've been doing that my entire life. And I was to the point where I was actually running half marathons. Oh my goodness. When she said this. And I was like, how much more can I diet and exercise? Exactly. I don't even know what, what oh I'm gonna gosh. do. Like, um, and then of course I wasn't gonna take the pill because we were trying to get pregnant. So right. that wasn't that didn't work for me. Right. And I I left my doctor's office feeling helpless and powerless and clueless. Yeah. And I don't like to feel that way for long. So of course, you know, I went and I did what a lot of women do. I went and I Googled the thing and <laughs> yeah, yes, I it is. Get the, it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the number one cause for infertility amongst women. Yes. However, there are so many other things related to a PCOS diagnosis that my doctor told me nothing mm-hmm. about. Absolutely nothing. But at the time when I was diagnosed, my focus was on the infertility piece of it, right? And so I went and I, I did all of these things, right? I, I, I took a bunch of pills. I did diet. I did exercise. I stopped eating meat for 12 weeks. I did all kinds of wow. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, when I stopped eating meat for 12 weeks, the, the idea there was that, because they were looking at my cholesterol levels. They said, mm-hmm. your cholesterol levels are kind of high. And I said, okay. I'll stop eating meat because I feel like that's always what I've heard is that eating meat is going to contribute to high cholesterol. Right. So um, I stopped eating meat for 12 weeks. I went back to the doctor's office. I said, all right, guys, test me. I'm sure my cholesterol is going to be great. And guess what? It got worse. Really? It got worse. My cholesterol wow. levels got worse. And I felt so betrayed by my body on every single I am level. Sure. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? I sacrificed food. I worked out. I like, I'm trying to do everything that I can and we're not getting pregnant and my cholesterol levels got worse. Oh, WTF. Like exactly. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Oh, it's so so I was, I was at a loss for a long time. We struggled for 
for four years, we were unsuccessful in conceiving. Um, and then it was, it was very rocky. It was really tough um, on our marriage. There were certainly rough points in there, um, but obviously we stuck together, which was awesome. And I'll talk about that a little bit later, but <laughs> what, what happened after four years was that I actually went back and they, they've discovered that my fallopian tubes were blocked. Mm. And so that was really <laughs> like the number one reason why we yeah. were just not going to get pregnant. Right. So, so once we found that out in a way, I was like relieved because I was like, okay, now I know like why this is really not going to exactly. work. And so, yeah. And so we, we went through IVF um, and, you know, we really just lucked out. I mean, the first one, he was a sticky one and he just turned two years old. Oh so, my goodness, that's so exciting. yeah. So, you know, we went through this journey, but what happened when I was told about my blocked tubes was then that I shifted my focus from the infertility piece of PCOS to what else could happen with my body and my health as a result of having PCOS, mm -hmm. because it is, um, it affects your endocrine system. It is a metabolic syndrome. It is a chronic inflammatory syndrome, right? All of these things affect your entire body, not just your reproductive system, right? And so, and those were the things, you're right. thank you. And so, <laughs> and so, <laughs> but those were the things that my doctor did not tell me, right? My doctor did not tell me about all this other stuff that now I was at greater risk for type two diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, endometrial cancer, anxiety, depression. I mean, all of this stuff that now I'm at greater risk for because I have PCOS, because now that I'm aware that I have PCOS. And so I grew up in a largely Filipino household. Mm -hmm. And that means that I knew from a very young age, the power of food and plants as medicine. Yes. Cause like my mom and grandma, when they're growing up in the Philippines, they didn't have all these pills that we have <laughs> yeah. in the Western world. Let's be right? honest here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so I grew up knew, knowing that food and, and plants can be very powerful to your health. And, and so that whole situation and knowing that little bit of my background is what prompted me to study holistic nutrition mm -hmm. and discover how I can reduce my risk for these other diseases mm -hmm. because I want to stick around for as long as possible, right? I brought this beautiful human into the world and I need to feel my absolute best so that I can keep up with him and so that I can stick around and watch him grow up and have a family of his own, whatever that looks like. Yes. Um, you know, just my, my focus totally shifted. And so that's how I got into holistic nutrition. Um, and the funny thing was, as I was studying all of this stuff to, you know, try to minimize my risk for a lot of these diseases. I mean, really it's, it was all foundational. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, this is not just good practice and good knowledge to have as a woman with PCOS. It's just good knowledge to have for anyone. For sure. Right. Because yeah, it's not like the things that I learn and the things that I now teach are specifically for women with PCOS. Mm -hmm. It's certainly not is foundational and is important for every single body, every single yes. woman. Um, so that's, 
that's how I got into it, right? That's how this whole thing <laughs> was created. It's so and, cool. And the more I learned for myself, the more I thought, I can't just keep this to myself, yes. right? This is information that if I didn't get it from my doctor when I was diagnosed, I bet you there are tons of women out there that are also not getting the same information. And Absolutely. I said, I got to do something. I got to say something. I got to put it out there. So boom, woman be well happened. I love and, it. Yeah. That is, you know, th there's something so great. This is going to sound weird and, and maybe it won't sound weird to you. Might sound weird to our <laughs> listeners. I have no idea, but there's something to me about, I think what I'm trying to say here is there's something special about being diagnosed with something, or in my case, a non-diagnosis, like unexplained infertility, which was, you know, my, I call it a non-diagnosis. There's something special mm -hmm. about knowing, okay, this is what I'm going to say diagnosed, what I'm diagnosed with. And this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm going through. And this is what I'm doing to find out about it, to learn more about it. And I'm going to help other women go through it and find the help, the resources, what they can do to help themselves. And like you said, you know, what you teach in your courses. Yeah. Well, while, you know, it was PCOS that, that brought you to a point of learning all of these things. It's not just for women with PCOS. And that's, what's interesting to me about something like PCOS, where you have very, I mean, I want to say you have very specific symptoms, but at the same time, PCOS affects people don't. differently. Yeah. And that's totally what's so women differently. I mean, it's so fascinating. I was talking with someone recently who, who's younger. She is, I want to say she's 22, 21, 22. And she was mm -hmm. recently diagnosed with PCOS and it was just years and years and years of her doctor being like, well, just take this just take this. Mm -hmm. It was either birth mm -hmm. control or metformin or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And she was like, okay, but I'm still having cystic acne and I'm still gaining weight and I'm an active person. I work out all the time and I cannot lose any weight. I saw someone today who um, has PCOS and she was frustrated because I think she was wanting to have her second child, but knowing that she would have to have, I think in her case, she was going to do IUI. I don't remember. And mm -hmm. her insurance company made changes. And now rather than covering it, whatever it was, she has to have a BMI of below a certain point. And that meant that she would need to lose 60 pounds. And I was frustrated for, I mean, I can't tell you how angry I got reading what wow. she said, because I was like, that's not fair because right. as we know, PCOS, it's not as simple as well, go exercise, change your mm -hmm. diet and you'll be fine. It's complicated. There's a lot more mm -hmm. to it. And I mean, these are, were two different people that I'm mentioning, but it's just, you know, this conversation is just that reminder to me that like the medical community, and I'm not going to put down the medical community because I wouldn't have my beautiful children if it wasn't for my reproductive endocrinologist. Mm -hmm. However, yeah. however, the medical community needs to catch up with a lot of this mm -hmm. stuff, especially something like PCOS, which like we talked about is the number one cause of infertility. and mm -hmm is often, you know, not is often treated, but often the treatments are band-aid solutions to just oh, yes. cover it up, you know, or in your <laughs> case, like you said, don't worry about it yet. 
Yeah. Really? You're still going to make me suffer then for four years, right? You said four years of going through, well, why am I not going to, you know, I went through infertility for three years and I had a diagnosis, non-diagnosis, I like to say early on, Mm -hmm. but when something could have easily been told to you and you could have taken the steps, either the doctor hopefully could have been more knowledgeable and treated it early on, or you could, you know, like you might not have spent those four years wondering what is going on. It's just so infuriating to me. And I'm sorry to kind of go in a dark direction. I just get so angry because it's so unfair and it just shouldn't be like that. Now, again, the whole health insurance thing, that's that's another topic I'm not going to get into. Cause again, that's another one I could talk about forever, but (laughs) just the, the lack of help from Mm -hmm doctors when it comes to something is so many things with infertility, but PCOS, I see it time and time again. It's so easy to just brush it off. And I don't know why that is. And that frustrates me. So anyway, sorry, going on a tangent there, but I do that. No, I I hear you. (laughs) And I, I often say, this is, it's funny that you said that thing about band-aids because one of the things that I often say is you can't fix a broken leg with a band-aid. Nope. You cannot, right? Not going to work. <laughs> but PCOS is like, there's still research about it, mm-hmm. right? That it, it affects every woman differently. Yes. You know, um, some of us have cystic ovaries. Some of us don't. Mm-hmm. Some of us have trouble with weight. Some of us have trouble with acne. Some of us have, you know, it's yes and no, yes and no. It's different for every woman, which makes it difficult to diagnose. Mm -hmm. And I can understand that. But there, I mean, like once you're diagnosed, when you don't get any further guidance other than, okay, diet and exercise and take the pill or a pill, Mm -hmm. it's, yes, it is infuriating. And so- you know, luckily I, I was always taught that if there is something that I need and I'm not getting it from somewhere else, then I'm going to go find it myself and I'm right. figure it out. I love it. And so that's, that's what I had to do, you know? And, and I was very, I mean, I'm very fortunate. I had so much support around me mm-hmm. from my family, my husband, my friends, from everyone. Once I had the diagnosis, um, things really changed around the question of when are you going to have kids, mm-hmm. which by the way, I hate when people ask that, but I get why they do. <laughs> I get why they do. Um, but it was a, it was a very different conversation after that. Um, yeah. And so I was very fortunate to have such supportive family and just supportive support all around me mm-hmm. um, to really make me feel like I, I could figure this out you know, I could do the research. I could figure out what I needed to do for my body. Yes. Um, and so I did, right. It was a lot of trial and error. Um, but I discovered that not eating meat did not help me. <laughs> yeah. It made your cholesterol <laughs> higher. <Right>. Unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I figured that out and, um, you know, eating more plants and things like that. There, there were all kinds of things, but the I got to say now that, you know, after, after I had my son and, and all of this stuff, there was one symptom of mine that would, would just not go away. And it was the fact that I had totally 
irregular periods. Mm. Like I couldn't tell you if it was going to happen in 30 days or 90 days. I had no idea. Right. And in addition to that, they were also very painful, Mm. which really sucked. Right. I was like, God, this is awful. I have no idea when this is going to happen. And it's really painful when it happens. But, but it finally went, it, it totally went away when I started to address my gut health. And this is why I became a gut health geek because once I started to address my gut health, after I discovered that your gut health is related to everything in your body. It's not just, and I say, it's not just about probiotics and poop. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, it is, but it's about so much more than that. And yeah. So it's connected to your brain. It's connected to your immune system, your endocrine system, your metabolism, right? Mm -hmm. All things that I said are PCOS issues as well. And so once I started to focus on my gut health, holy moly, one day I was totally surprised because my period showed up. I was like, I woke up and I was like, is this happening right now? Because (laughs) I don't have any pain. Yeah. I don't have any pain. I feel totally fine. And then 32 days later, it happened again. And then 30 days later, it happened again. Wow. And then for the next, up until today, <laughs> up until today, it has happened every single month, like clockwork without pain. I haven't had to take any, any Advil. I got to tell oh, you, I always oh, have like a big old thing of Advil that's in my exciting. house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It totally blew my mind. And wow. so once that started happening, I was like, gut health. This is my jam. And so I really started to focus heavily on that. I'm still learning about it. I'm actually doing continuing studies with um, like University of Colorado Boulder online. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. More, more, more. Cause I'm like, this, this is ridiculous. Like that symptom was something I had since I was 15. Mm-hmm. So here I am 23 years later. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's finally gone. Yes. Because I, mean, I started to address my gut health. I really got to the foundation. I didn't put a bandaid on this broken leg. I got to the core. So yes. yeah, this, this is the stuff that, that makes me want to continue to share because it was, it made such a profound difference. Life-changing, really. I mean, it's amazing. So crazy. You know, it's so interesting. You know, I've I've had a lot of conversations lately with women talking about how, how how can I word my thought here? Not always talking about infertility or PCOS, but how often gut health is glossed over, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. We don't (laughs) think about how much it does affect everything. Now, something that, you know, for me, so my background is as a massage therapist, right? So I've been a Mm -hmm. massage therapist for almost 20 years. That's weird to say out loud, but that's a fact. (laughs) I mean, I feel feel really old here. Um, And every time that I think about all that I learned in massage school and all of my continuing education, I'm also an esthetician. So I've taken a lot of continuing education, particularly in anatomy and physiology. And I used to teach and I used to teach. Well, I taught at a massage school and I also taught and teach continuing ed to massage therapists. And one of the things that I always talk about 
is anatomy. And even though we focus on muscles, there's so much more. And one of the things I always focus on is the digestive system because it is so often just like, oh, and this is a digestive system. You eat, you poop at the end, have a nice day. And you're kind of like, there's a little bit more to it than that. And yeah. something that I, I mean, it just makes me laugh. Like you're laughing because it's so absurd. Like how do people not, like, how are we not taught this when we're younger? Right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't, you know, it, it's a similar conversation that I've had with a lot of people lately is how, you know, kids at whatever age are taught sex ed, which that's another topic of like, what mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not well <laughs> thought out or taught at all. Why aren't we taught about infertility as well? You know, like, why aren't we taught about all these things? And it's the same thing really with anatomy and physiology, even in like middle school and you're learning about the digestive system. Yes. Kids are going to laugh. We're talking about poop. Yeah. I mean, how is that? I, I laugh about I poop all day, every day. I mean, come on. Right. But it's just, you, you get to a point where you just don't realize how much of an effect everything Oh, I'm, I'm echoing everything you already said, just because Mm -hmm. it's so powerful. Gut health is, in my opinion, it's like, you think of like your core muscles, right? Your abs and your back muscles. Well, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like your digestive system is the core for everything. You know what I mean? I mean, yes, your entire body. Exactly. (laughs) Like we look at the circulatory system, we talk about your heart and your brain and those things, but your digestive system if there's something not working properly, it affects everything. And I know this as someone with IBS, with really severe Mm -hmm. IBS, it affects my entire body from, you know, tiredness to what foods I can and can't eat. Like, and there's just so much more to it. And I think, you know, connecting the dots between PCOS symptoms and gut health I'm taking a very convoluted way to get to what I'm saying here (laughs) is that, you know, just connecting these dots is so crucial. And I think Mm -hmm. it is so fantastic that that is something that you did for yourself. You got this amazing result and look, it's continuing on like Mm -hmm. that. That's incredible. And it's just so powerful to know you have control over your body. You have control. There are things that are out of your control, but there's so much you can do to keep these things in check. So they don't take over everything and you're totally out of control. And your doctor's saying here, go on birth control, both birth control, and then you'll be able to get pregnant. Wait, what? (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't understand that. Like that is so often what I hear. And yeah. Anyway, I'm going off mm-hmm. on a tangent here, but you know, hopefully what I'm getting at, it's just incredibly frustrating. And, but I'm so yeah. glad that you do what you do and that you've had that experience yourself and you have this like proof, like, look at what this did for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, I know PCOS, man, one of the most common symptoms is those painful, irregular periods where mm-hmm. you just have no idea. Like you said, you have no idea when it's coming. You're like, all right, it'll be here eventually. Oh, look, it's here. Yep. Oh, great. It's been three months. Wonderful. Here we are again. And then, and then all of a sudden it's, oh, well, it was like three weeks. Why am I, why is it here now? What's going on? And man, I'm in so much pain. Like that's just absurd to have to go through that. It's not fair. And Mm -hmm. to be able to just find that core, I'm going on and on and on here because I'm so excited. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, don't, don't (laughs) It's big stuff, right? It's It's big stuff. And, and the thing is like, I was, I was just telling someone else about it the other day. Um, oh, I was talking with um, the PCOS Awareness Association. So Woman Be Well is a partner with them. Nice. And I was, I was talking to one of the women there 
And I said, you know, um, the connection between gut health and PCOS, I was just reading a study about it. This study just happened last year. That's how fresh this stuff is, right? This isn't like that specific connection was not even (laughs) discovered until fairly recently. But what I think about is if only I was told about the fact that gut health really is the foundation of your entire health, I wouldn't have needed a study mm-hmm. to know any of this. I would have felt it myself like I did, right? Yes. But it was certainly nice to find a study that confirmed what I was feeling. And so, you know, now I can teach this and I can say, look, yes, it happened for me. And it, and it was amazing, but listen, this has actually been researched now and mm-hmm. here are the connections, right? It affects your, your, your endocrine system, the way your metabolism works. It affects your immune system. It affects your mental health, right? All of these things. And of course that chronic inflammation, right? Mm-hmm. That literally can be widespread because I also had eczema. Oh. I also had, you know, like all kinds of inflammatory symptoms that, Ta-da, are magically gone because I started to address my gut health. So, um, you know, the link with PCOS in particular and gut health, I think is fairly new, but it shouldn't be a surprise, right? Right. It wasn't a surprise to me. I was just like, it's about dang time because gut health. (laughs) What took you so long? (laughs) Yeah. The thing about gut health is that it kind of like, it goes in and out of style, like mm-hmm. bell bottoms yes. is what I say, right? I it's like, like Hippocrates knew this back in the day, y'all, like he was saying, right? Wasn't right? a secret. <laughs> All disease starts in the gut. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. How many years ago was that? You right. know, like this stuff was not a secret, but it's like, it goes in and out of style. So I'm bringing it back in style, Darn right. I'm keeping it in style. Darn right. <laughs> I like it keep it in style. It's not going away anytime soon. And that's, yeah, that's the way it should be. I love that. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. Um, so (laughs) let's, this is where it gets fun. Let's shift gears for a couple minutes, get to some of my fun questions. And, you know, like, like like you said, I make, I make people think on this show, we have our, Mm -hmm. you know, conversation, our big topic, and then I make you get all introspective and think. And that's fun for me. I like making people think, but it's just, it's so much fun to get to know people in a really unique way. So here are my two questions. I ask every guest, I'm going to give them both to you. Sometimes they're the same answers. I interviewed someone the other day and she had the same answers for both. It was really interesting. Um, And sometimes they're different answers. So it's, it's however it works. So the first question is who are three people who have had the most influence on you? And the second one is one really, really makes you think. And sometimes you get really creative and outside the box. I answered this question myself when I interviewed myself and got some really weird answers. But um, this next one is three people. If you were to throw a dinner party or whatever activity, anything that works for you, for three people, these three people can be literally anybody dead or alive, fictional or real. You can know them. You don't have to know them. They don't have to be people. They can be animals. They can be fictional cartoons. I don't know. I can never think of a good example. You want to invite Fraggle Rock to your dinner party? Good for you. Whatever you want. So those are your two, three people questions. 
and and then who would they be and why and so there you go there are your your two questions okay one two three <laughs> go so <laughs> so the three most influential people I'm going to have to tweak this a bit because I can't limit it to three, but I'm going to put two and one. Okay. okay. No problem. My parents, my mm. parents, and I'm going to count them as one. I like right? it. Um, hugely influential on me mm-hmm. in, in so many ways, right? Obviously I am, I get my DNA from them, but there are so many aspects of my own personality that the older I get, I know who it came from. So my mom, Filipino, Mm -hmm. um, she came here when she was 22. She's the oldest of 10 kids. Wow. She was the first one to come here. Um, She is very, she is a very uh, like spiritual and, and kind of superstitious kind of person. And, you know, she taught me about food and and how, you know, plants can heal your body, right? Not like she wasn't like, okay, well, you got to take this thing for that. And, you know, yeah. it was like, if I had a stomach ache, she would make me ginger tea, mm. right? Or peppermint tea or give me ginger ale. And it wasn't here, take a pill. It was mm-hmm. drink this, eat that, right? Mm-hmm. And so I learned a lot of that stuff from my mom. Um, and my mom also is very selfless. Mm-hmm. Um, as the, the oldest of 10 kids, I think she oftentimes felt like she was their mom yeah. a lot. Um, and, and they all follow her. They all listen to her like she is their mother, but she always is thinking about other people. Mm-hmm. She's always thinking about, I'm going to go shopping and I'm going to get this thing for that person. And, you know, and then maybe at the end, she might see something for herself and get it. Right. Um, and so I, I get a lot of those things from her um, and definitely the spiritual aspect too. Cause I like, <laughs> I believe in the power of crystals and I believe in energies yeah. and and the energy that you feel from people and exchange with people. Um, okay. That is all stuff that I certainly get from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that stuff. And my dad, who my dad's American, he was a biostatistician. So wow. geeky science guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I get that from him, right? Yeah. I love diving into the research. I want to know why things work, why things happen the way they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my dad was very independent also. And, and I, I get that from him and, you know, sometimes it it's, it's good for us. Sometimes it clashes with me and my parents, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I get so many things from, from both of my parents and I, I truly, I know that I am, I've got the best of both of them. Absolutely. So, so I count them as one because, you know, like they're my parents, they, they, they were a package deal. So definitely. I like it. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, And then, and then there's my best friend, my best friend who I call my sister. I'm an only child. She's an only child. But when we met, we knew right away that we were just going to be best friends forever. It was 
the first thing she said to me when she met me, it was at my first job out of college. Mm -hmm. And the very first thing she said to me when she met me was, Ooh, I love your shoes. Where did you get those from? (laughs) And I was like, Oh, I love you. (laughs) So we always joke about that. Yeah. We always joke about that. I'm like, it's all about the shoes. If you ask a girl where she got her shoes from, because you love them, she's going to be your best friend forever. (laughs) Oh, you are preaching the choir. Listen, I I can't wear cool shoes anymore because of back problems, but I used to have 75 pairs of shoes and they were all really, really cute, fun, awesome shoes. And anytime someone asked me about shoes, I'd be like, let's talk about this for an hour. (laughs) Just this one pair. So I'm with you there. That's awesome. I love it. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So So, you know, that was the first thing she ever said to me. But after that, it's just, it's so funny because she's a little bit older than me. Mm -hmm. Um, And she has gone through things in her life just slightly before I have. Mm -hmm. We have a very similar background when it comes to like relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was working through her stuff and had just gotten out of a messy relationship. And I was still in one when we met. Right. And so she really helped to guide me through as she was going through her own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's very spiritual. She believes in the energies in the crystals in all of that stuff. Um, so we just connect on so many levels and she's just a beautiful, beautiful person. Like I, every time I give her a hug, it's like, it's like lightning. It's like oh, it's so the energy awesome. just like swirls around us and it's crazy, right? We get, we, we call them soul hugs because oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, we just we call them soul hugs. Yeah. It is so powerful. And it, it, it I mean, that's what it us. is. You're yeah. hugging each other's souls. Oh, I love yeah. it. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I'm going to write that down. Soul hug. Yeah. <laughs> Not to yeah. Self. So she, she absolutely is, is a huge influence in my life. She, um, she is a very strong person. Mm -hmm. She, she has just always followed her own path and that inspires me to follow mine also. And, and we feed off of each other now, you know, like now she sees what I'm doing with woman be well. And she's Mm -hmm. like, I'm so proud of you. Like I, I am so proud of you. And every time I see that you post anything, anytime I see that you come out with a a new magazine, I'm, I'm so proud of you. And I say to her, you know, (laughs) I feel like I can do this because I've seen you do things in your life. And I thought to myself, I'm so proud of her and I want to be able to do that too. So she is a huge, huge influence in my life as well. That's awesome. And the third influence is my husband, my husband, because I'm, I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, if you do, it's okay. Um, I get it. I get emotional about this, but so my husband, obviously I love him because he's my husband and he just, he inspires me in a way that I don't even think he realizes because, um, when we were going through our struggle of infertility and, and all of that, um, yes, it was difficult, but I was afraid he was just going to leave me, Mm. you know, for a long time. I was like, he comes from a big family. He's one of five kids Wow! and he always has wanted kids. 
And I thought to myself, if I can't have kids, he's not going to want to be with me anymore. And that was so far from the truth, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because he, he wasn't with me just because I could have kids. He's with me because he loves me. Right. And, um, and so, you know, that right there really inspires me, but, but also he, um, he actually has uh, type one diabetes, mm. but you would never know. Yeah. He never talks about it. It's, it's never a thing, you know, it's just, it's just something that he has lived with mm-hmm. for so long and he just never makes a peep about it. And he's, it's just so, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what the word is, but I know it's what like, you're saying. you know, like, it's just, it doesn't define him. Right. Um, he doesn't think that he's like at a disadvantage or, or anything. It's right. just like, okay, he's got it. And, and he does what he needs to do to, to handle it. And that's it. He's amazing. He is so so amazing in that way. And and I got to say, when we were going through the process of IVF, I hate needles, Mm -hmm. hate them. Like I cannot, like if I see you coming at me with a needle, I'm going to run and you're not going to get it anywhere near me. (laughs) Right. I got to, I have to close my eyes every time I go to the doctor to even get like a flu shot, like (laughs) anything. Don't let me see it. Cause if I see it, I'm We're done. Out. That's the end of it. <laughs> yeah. And when we were going through IVF, you know, there's a billion shots that you have to take. There sure are. But my, yeah. But my husband, had he not been type one diabetic, mm-hmm. administering his own shots for so many years of insulin, I never would have let him touch me with mm-hmm. a single shot. First. So I say to him, I'm pretty sure there's a reason why you have type one diabetes <laughs> and why you're with me because you are a pro at administering these things. And I would never trust anyone else with my body, <laughs> like however it. many times a day, you know? Right. So, wow. And just, you know, my husband going through this whole thing with me, he was truly with me on that journey when we were going through infertility, he was with me on it. I didn't feel like I was dealing with it on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, in, in those ways, um, he hugely, hugely influences me. And I don't even think he knows Yeah, that's <laughs> usually he the does case. in those ways, but <laughs> right. if he listens to this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, Belinda, then, hey. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. So those are, those are the three people. And, you know, like I was saying, I'm just surrounded by s- such supportive people in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Those and are that's them. what we need. I love it. I love it. And, mm-hmm. and those, those four people are, I mean, I can feel <laughs> it. I can feel your love for these people who have really impacted your life in such profound ways. And oh, it's mm-hmm. very, very touching now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> are these, are these four people, the people you'd invite to your dinner party? Or do you have different people? This is where it gets I have different people for my dinner party, but that's not to say that I don't want to have a right. dinner party with these people. I love you guys. I've had several dinner parties with these people before. Right. <laughs> exactly. They're always fantastic. However, I, I was thinking about my dinner party guests earlier. Mm-hmm. And I had some thoughts about, it and I was like, Ooh, I'll invite this person and that person, like this famous person and this person that I just talked to. <clears throat> and then I did a little meditation and I, I said, you know what? I feel like I need some clarity on this. 
And I did some breathing. I did some meditation. And 10 minutes later, I was like, I know exactly who I'm inviting to my I dinner love party. It. And you're never going to guess who I'm inviting. All right. Well, I'm really curious now. This is going to be fun. So even before my son was born, I have always loved the Kung Fu Panda movies. I've never seen them. Girl, watch that. I know. Everyone's like, what's wrong? They're not just for kids. They're not just for kids anymore. You know, the animators got smart. And making a note to myself again. Yes. Oh my gosh. Kung Fu Panda. So totally. These are the people, these are the characters that are coming to my dinner party. So Po is the the Kung Fu Panda, right? Okay. And he, he kind of reminds me of myself, right? He's, he's kind of fun. He's a little bit clumsy. Sometimes he doesn't always have his sure footing, (laughs) Um, but when he's able to stop and focus, he really uncovers some magical things about him. And so he reminds me of myself, but I think that he would just be a fun person to have at my dinner party. I like it. Then another character, part of Kung Fu Panda is Ugwe. And this is the all-knowing, all-seeing tortoise, right? The, the, the one that has all the answers, but isn't going to give them to you because he knows that you have to figure them out for yourself. And I just want to be around that kind of energy. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, I want to be around that too. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And so that's my second guest. And the third guest is Tigress from Kung Fu Panda also. So this is the cast, but Tigress, because she also reminds me of myself Hmm. in a way that she's, she is very strong on the exterior, right? Very strong when she needs to be, but I know that there is more underneath that. And I want to get to know her better. And so that's why I would like to have her at my dinner party. Wow. That is a, I mean, I've never seen Kung Fu Panda, but that's a dinner party that I would want to be a fly on the wall of and be like, oh, what are Mm -hmm. they talking about that? That is really, Mm -hmm. see, and that's why I love asking that one because (laughs) it's so interesting. Like, I feel like the first one with the influential people is very, it's a very like powerful thing to think about which mm-hmm. I like, right? I like mm-hmm. making people think about themselves. But the one that I just think is more fun and interesting and very introspective is the second one with the dinner party because I can get really creative. I, I Like I said, I asked myself these questions a couple of months ago. I did a, I interviewed myself on my podcast. It was weird, but fun. <laughs> and one of my guests was a dragonfly because I love dragonflies and I've always loved dragonflies. And, and they're like oh. this, oh yeah, they're very- It's like- that's like my jam. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to show this to you. Your audience cannot see this, but girl, dragonflies are you. my jam too. This is funny because I'm reaching over Oh my here. gosh. This is just one of like 10,000 that I have hanging around and oh a lot of them gosh. are in storage right now. That's really funny. I'm so glad I just told you that. <laughs> That's not a coincidence. Though, no, not at all. <laughs> the universe brings people together like totally us. oh my god I'm oh so excited you have no idea people think I'm so oh weird gosh. and I have dragonflies well they're not all over right now because it's just living situation but I've always just have little big dragonfly things all over the place if you can see 
up on my wall oh there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're everywhere. Oh. I love dragonflies. They're very powerful to me. So that's funny. Oh, so you can cool. understand that. So I probably get it. you probably don't think I'm so weird for wanting to have a dragonfly no. at my dinner party. No, cool. they're my signs. Like when I'm having thoughts and I see a dragonfly, like it'll just come near me and I'm like, okay, yes. I got to pay attention to this. I get oh my very gosh, I love it. Let me tell you, just you'll, you'll appreciate this. I don't know if our listeners are probably like, all right, they're boring me now, but right. I'll make it quick guys. <laughs> so there's a, a preserve not far from where we live. That's just a nature preserve. It's small. It's beautiful. There's a little, um, was it like water reserve thing? Mm-hmm. And in the summertime, it's, it's our happy place. We go there. We went there right when um, our infertility journey, I don't want to say when it first started, I had had an accident. I tripped and fell down a flight of stairs. And that was like a big part of our infertility journey. And mm-hmm. we went to this preserve and it was beautiful. It was October, I think the first time we went, but in the summertime, there are dragonflies because it's, you know, stagnant water and what do dragonflies love? Stagnant water. But <laughs> there's so many different species of dragonflies that fly around this preserve. And so it's always fascinating because we get all these beautiful pictures. I'm always like, okay, land on me, just land on me, please, please land on me. And they never do, you know, they're like a, a, yeah. a foot or an inch away from me. And I'm like, I'll just look at you. Cause you're so pretty. And they're all different colors and they're just always zooming by big ones, small ones. There's damsel flies in there too. It's just like the most amazing thing. I was really, really cool. I'm oh really gosh. glad that I mentioned it. I'm very excited right now. I love that. <laughs> oh my too. gosh. I'm so glad you don't oh. think I'm weird. Our no. listeners probably think I'm weird, but that's okay. I'm not offended. Oh, whatever. Not offended, guys. Okay. <laughs> oh, Belinda, oh this gosh. is awesome. This is awesome. So let's, uh, let's, let's, bleh, too many words in my head because I'm so excited about this dragonfly thing. My very last question for you is what I'm attempting to say and not doing a good job of it is where can our listeners learn more about you, learn more about um, women, bleh, Woman be well. I almost said be well, woman. And that's not right. (laughs) Woman be well. Tell me where our listeners can learn more about this, connect with you, find you. Where can they find you? There are two main places. So the first place is our website, uh, womanbewell.com. And that's B with two E's, which I love. That's not a typo. Um, Actually, my husband asked me about this the other day. He's like, how come the B has two E's in it. And I said, because the B represents me, my nickname is B, right? With two E's, like but also I tend to work with busy women, right? We are busy bees. And so, yeah. So the B is in the middle between a woman and her wellness. So that's how you get woman B well. Okay. So anyway, womanbewell.com. That's That's so great. (laughs) That's that's the website. And that's really where you can access everything, right? That's where you can access um, our online courses, the magazine, um, and also the blog, right? Mm -hmm. So that's all on there. And then um, on social media, I'm very active on Instagram and that is at womanbewell. Um, I'm very active. Come say hi. I'm really friendly. I love meeting people. So those are, those are the two uh, main places where where you can learn more about Woman Be Well, about me, and all the 
gut health and, and, um, you know, plant-based stuff and all of, all of the fun things that I like to talk about. And now I'm, I'm getting into breath work and meditation because I am seeing profound effects from those two things as well. So I'm doing continuing education and all of that stuff is upcoming. Cause I'm, I'm just always working to make, make woman be well, the, the best it can possibly be. And the more things that I find are beneficial for me, the more I want to share with everyone else. Yes. Yeah. Melinda, I just want to thank you so much for being on my show today. I, I, you know, I think our listeners are just going to be so excited to hear this. I think you just have so many exciting things and just the work that you do and this magazine, it's incredible. And, and your personal experience bringing that into it. I mean, can't get more amazing than that. So thank you so much for being here with me today and sharing all of this great knowledge and stuff with me. I appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I am so happy that we connected Me too. like this. This has just been so amazing. Like, you know, I totally would have been happy talking about the PCOS stuff and, and all of that, but girl, like, dragonfly sister right this is crazy, I know. It's crazy oh i can't wait to talk more about yeah. it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah thank you thank you so much for for you know taking the time out from your busy day i know you're so busy with twins and you know um and to talk to me about this because obviously this is a topic that i think is it is near and dear to both of our hearts Very much. and it's really important that we support other women in the world. And so I'm glad that we could do that together. Thank you so much.